Welcome to Jury Duty. I'm your host, Carrie Antholis. This season of Jury Duty explores the trial of Michael Barrison, who was charged with the attempted murders of Lauren Kanarek and Robert Goodwin in Long Valley, New Jersey. Kanarek was struck in the chest by two bullets from Barrison's weapon, and as it was undisputed that Barrison fired those shots, his legal team argued that he was not guilty because he was legally insane at the time of the shooting and in the alternative because he fired those shots in self-defense. In our last episode, we continued our coverage of defense attorney Edward Belinkus's questioning of the alleged victim as Belinkus drilled down on what he asserted were threats against his client made by Ms. Kanarek. In this installment, we continue our look at the cross-examination of this witness, including an inquiry into conflicts between the defendant and the alleged victim in the days and hours before Barrison shot Kanarek. That's all coming up right after the break. 
stood in his door so he could not drive away. Do you recall doing that to him on that day? No, I do not recall doing that to him. Do you recall when he tried to open his trunk door? Judge, I got, slammed I got, I got hold on, hold on. Let me see at sidebar. Judge Taylor sees the attorneys at sidebar for a brief conference. The basis of Prosecutor Christopher Shellhorn's objection is not clear, though it may have had something to do with the defense attorney offering a description of events more in the form of testimony than in the form of a question. Nevertheless, Judge Taylor allows Edward Belinkus to continue the line of questioning, albeit in a slightly different format. But the objections overruled with the court's direction, Mr. Belinkus, you can't continue. With regards to this incident, referred to on July 12th, 2019, when Michael Barrison came to talk to you, at some point he was trying to run away, correct? I don't recall. At some point, he tried to open up his truck door to get away from you, and you slammed it shut and wouldn't allow him to leave, correct? I don't recall. He came there to confront me in my face, and I, I really don't recall what happened after that. I was, I was in fear. You were in fear on this day? Yes. Do you recall him pleading with you to leave? I do not recall that, no. And you literally standing in his door so he could not drive away. I don't recall that. Okay, I'm going to show you D200C35. Yes. This is a text message, correct? Yes, from your phone. Okay. Yes, I wrote this. And does it refresh your recollection on this day that he came to my porch, got in my face, and tried to berate me but all I, it did was make me throw down my phone and stand in his face until my semi-rage had backed him all the way to his truck, which was parked in front of his porch. Do you recall saying those exact words? I can see that I wrote them, so now I recall sending this message to my boyfriend. Yes. Your boyfriend and your dad, correct? I don't see... If there's an expert. Yes, they're both on that same thread, correct. And do you recall on that day, and I'll refer you to 4493. Judge, I believe at sidebar we talked about this was going to be used for impeachment when she said that she wasn't scared of him, not for substantive evidence. So I think the point has been made there. I don't know that it's necessary to go through every text message. That was the date. Your representation, Mr. Belenkis. Fine, Judge. Would, would you agree with me that on this day you're referring to, you were not afraid of Michael Barrison? No, I was afraid. I just don't think anybody was there. And if that's what I texted, it was either just what I texted my boyfriend and father, or those actions happened in that sequence. But I remember feeling afraid that he came to the house, came at me when no one else was there, and... If my action was to get up and be back in his space, hoping maybe that would get him to go away, that was my action. It wasn't the first time he had done it. All right, let's go to the, uh, the day of the incident. On the day of the shooting, do you recall Michael Barrison uh, arriving? Yes. And is it your testimony that you had no idea why he was coming down to the farmhouse? Correct, that is my testimony. How was he driving? He was driving. He was driving down a driveway, kind of the way he always drives, like a little crooked, all over the place-ish. 
did you describe his driving to the prosecutor as uh, like a crazy person? Kind of the way he always drives, so probably, probably did say that. Can, can you please look at your transcript, page five? Sure. Line six and seven, and tell me whether or not that refreshes your recollection as to whether you well, told the prosecutor. I think she just did that, Mr. Belenkis. She just acknowledged not, that. Not definitively, Judge. Yes, she did. All right, I'll move on. Now, how did he park? Meaning, like, what position or in what what, what were your observations of him parking? I don't recall exactly because. I wasn't paying attention to all that. I saw him pull in the driveway, and then I went to go get up, go upstairs to get my boyfriend. So I, I'm not sure if I actually witnessed him parking or not. And I don't, actually don't think I did. I, I don't. I really don't remember. So I definitely just remember him driving into the driveway. Judge Taylor calls for a brief recess, and so we will be back with more of Lauren Canarek's testimony after our own break. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. After the break, Judge Taylor invites Edward Belinkus to continue his cross-examination of Lauren Canarak. Ms. Canarak, yes. when you saw Michael Barrison driving his truck down the driveway and pulling into the parking area in the back of the house, mm-hmm. were you concerned? Yes. Did you think something was wrong? Yes. What did you think was wrong? I didn't know, but I knew something was wrong since it had not been a good week, tensions were high, and now all of a sudden he's driven all the way to our apartment for some unknown reason. I'm out there by myself on the porch. I did not feel comfortable or safe to the point that I had to run upstairs and make sure my boyfriend would come down with me just for safety reasons. Did you think that something was wrong because of all the things you and your boyfriend were doing to him? It could have added to it. And based on what you knew about what you were doing, you were concerned, correct? I'm sorry, can you repeat that question? question. When you see Michael Barrison, he parks his vehicle. You were outside, correct? I was outside when he drove in the driveway. Correct. And at that point, you go inside to get your boyfriend, Rob. Correct? correct, yes. And when you found Rob, he was on the telephone, correct, with your attorney. Correct. Now, do you know when Rob called your civil attorney? No, I do not. What did you say to Rob? I said, Rob, Michael's outside. I have no idea why he's here, but he's here. And I don't know why. We hadn't been speaking for days. We wouldn't answer our texts, even about a fire hazard. And he's now in our driveway, temper problem that we've seen over the course of the time we were there. So that's what happened. Okay, so you stay inside and Rob goes outside to talk to Michael Barrison, correct? Incorrect. Okay, what happened? I went to get Rob. He came outside. 
uh, to the porch. We were both on the porch for a moment. Robert, I don't remember if he exactly entirely left the porch or he was just like sort of to the left of me, like on the stairs or near it. I don't remember exactly. I can continue. So Michael then says to Robert, how do we fix things? Like, I'm sorry, I, I don't want a war. How do we make everything better? To which Robert replied, Michael, you want to do that? We have lawyers involved. You have a lawyer, we have a lawyer. Let them talk and handle it this way. He then came back to the porch. Was Michael calm at that point? Completely calm. Would you describe him as sorrowful? Yes. Now, have you looked at your boyfriend's transcript of his testimony? I have not. Have you talked to your boyfriend about this incident? Yes. Did you talk to him last night about this incident? Probably, about the shooting itself. We always talk about that. It's a lifelong, life-changing incident to have someone try to murder you. So yes, probably. Now, at that point, after that conversation with Michael Barrison and your boyfriend, isn't it a fact that your boyfriend walked inside the house? Wait, I'm sorry, can you repeat that? I just want to make sure I have exactly right. Okay, please listen carefully. Yes, I will. Isn't it a fact that after your boyfriend had that conversation with Michael Barrison, he walked back into the house? Not directly, no. When did he walk back into the house? Um, after the police was there, were there, and I guess separated Barrison and my boyfriend, he opened the door to the dog into the house. That's when, that's when he was in the house. After your boyfriend is done talking to Michael Barrison, you come out, correct? I then come off the porch and he is then on the porch. And how would you describe your demeanor at that point? Interested. Do you recall telling the prosecutor that you walked out thinking I'm like Miss Badass or something? Your exact words to them. No, I don't recall that. Do you have the date of that by any chance? It's the transcript in front of you. Mm -hmm. September 5th, page 6, lines 5 and 6. Was it page 6? Page 6, page six and the line 6, Sorry. and 5. Page 6, line 6. So, oh my God, I wish I could change that. Just read it to oh, yourself, sorry, man. Sorry, yeah, so just sorry. read it to yourself to refresh your recollection. Yes. Did you come out? Like Miss Badass, yes or no? No. Did you tell the prosecutor that you came out like Miss Badass? I tell them that I walk out thinking that I'm like Miss Badass or something for having even what I would consider now the courage to even approach him at all. Who is Miss Badass? As a character, I don't know. Um, at that point, were you like sick of this? I'm sorry, I'm still saying I'm sick. Same were you like sick? I was sick of everything that had been going, going on that week. So, again, I was interested, as I said before, in what Michael had to say. Now, what do you recall Michael saying to you? He said nothing to me. I spoke first. Once I had seen or thought that there was no danger, having seen Robert just speak to him and come back to the porch unscathed, I then felt it was safe. I could have a conversation with this man. And did you speak loudly enough where your boyfriend, Rob, would hear what you said? Probably, I would think so, but I can't know what he heard that I said or not. Okay, what did you say to Michael? Something along, the, I don't know the exact words, 
something along the lines of, okay, Michael, how do you plan to fix this? And how are we going to settle Rob's? I was about to say the word bill, but I don't think that ever came out of my mouth because, or it was like mid word right then. I said maybe a sentence, less than a sentence. And right then it was gone out of his pocket. Boom, boom, period. He runs around the table. Oh, sorry, excuse me, I, I messed that up. Boom, boom. Then he raises his hand up to a Rob was standing on the porch, shoots at him, it, the trajectory being the head. And I then do not see Robert anymore, but I see Michael run around me and up the stairs straight to where Rob was no longer. And that is what I saw at that, at that time. Is it your sworn testimony that you saw the actual gun before you heard the discharge? Yes, I did. Now, you indicated yesterday that uh, after getting shot, mm -hmm. in your mind, you just ran around in a circle, in your mind, correct? You recall saying that yesterday? I don't remember what I recall from yesterday. I remember we discussed that I remember a I didn't know really where I was disoriented. I know I ran around in an actual circle. But when you mean an actual circle, that's different than what you testified. That's not no, true. no, that's Mr. Belinkus, don't characterize the testimony. It's the jury's recollection that counts here, not yours. Did you run around in a physical circle? Yes, in a physical circle. And, and did you run around in a circle in your mind? Probably many circles in my mind. Where did you go when you were running around? in a, uh, I don't know, I mean, I could demonstrate, if you'd like. Yeah, please. Can I take my shoes off? Because sure. I don't yes, go ahead. Ms. Kanarak rises, bends to take off her shoes, steps down from the witness stand, demonstrates Barrison shooting her and at Robert Goodwin, puts her hands to her chest, and then makes a series of small, aimless steps back and forth in a half circle. So Michael, standing here, shoots me. And I then see him raise his hand, shoot at Robert's head. I look at my chest, and where do you go? What do you do? The circle I ran around with was this, in that area. Okay, perfect. Sorry about that. Okay. That was embarrassing. Ms. Kanarek then steps back up to the witness stand. In the ensuing questioning, Belinkus appears to try to use the witness's prior statements that after she was shot, she sought to warn her boyfriend Robert Goodwin to stay in their house in order to impeach her testimony that the defendant fired at Goodwin. Do you recall telling the Morris County prosecutor in your official statement that I took two in the chest and I just see blood like everywhere and as I ran and it, this is the point where it gets a little shady, because I don't know where the hell I went. Do you recall saying that to the prosecutor's office? Yes. Did you show them that little uh, movement that you demonstrated in the courtroom? I did not show them because I was referring to I didn't know where I went, meaning in my head. I know where I went, the area where I actually moved around. Do you recall telling the Morris County Prosecutor's Office that I went somewhere, I ran, I think I went inside no, I to, like, yell to Rob? Do you recall telling the prosecutor that about your running? Well, I, do, he, I did go inside to call to Rob, to bring him yeah, upstairs. You're saying to the prosecutor, you ran inside the house 
to call Rob after you were shot. Didn't you I, say that? If I did, I don't recall. Again, it was a few days after being released from the hospital. I was on a ton of pain meds. I might not have understood half the questions they were asking me at that okay, point. Okay, so let's turn to page six. Sure. And, and before I ask you a question, when you say you just got out of the hospital, yes, and we're on pain medications, mm -hmm. you just recently were shown your actual video of this interview, and you had an opportunity to see exactly what you said. Mm -hmm. did, did you tell the prosecutor that there were there were grave issues with regards to what? I don't, you, I don't think she said there were grave issues. I'll rephrase the question. Please do. Did you tell the prosecutor that you you didn't run in the house after being shot? Like you said in the official statement? I'm sorry, they didn't run in the house? I'm sorry, could you repeat that? I couldn't understand. Let's, let's move on. Go to page six. There. Line 21. Yes. Do you have that? I do. Do you recall saying, because I don't know where the hell I went? And this is after the shooting. Yes. Do you recall saying that today? Yes, I do. Okay. And if you go down to line 24, do you recall saying, I went somewhere, I ran, I think I went inside to yell to Rob. Mm -hmm. Do you recall saying that to the prosecutor? I don't recall it, but I see that I said it. Yes, I don't know what it means. Do you, do you recall after the shooting, running into the house, yelling for your boyfriend? No. Do you recall telling pro the prosecutor that the reason why you ran to yell to Rob it's because you didn't want him to come out. Do you recall telling him that? I'm sorry, could you just give me one second? You're sure. speaking very quickly. Okay. I just want to be able to make sure I can read it. And again, if I'm not reading the exact words, yes. bring that to my attention. I absolutely will. I'm sorry, I was just uh, reading this for context. What, would you, what was the exact question again? Did, did you tell the prosecutor mm -hmm. that the reason you ran inside the house and yelled to Rob was because you didn't want him to come out, outside, where yes. things were going on. I did say that at that point. No idea and, what I was talking about. And do you recall what you yelled to him? Don't come out. No, I did not yell that. Did you tell the prosecutor when you gave your official statement that you yelled to Rob, don't come outside? I don't actually recall that at all. I see you look on page seven, the yep. first line. Does that refresh your recollection of if, you telling the Morris County prosecutor? It refreshes words that I was saying, yes. Did you also tell the prosecutor that at that point, Rob was not putting two and two together, that you had been shot? Yes. So will you agree with me that when you first talked to the prosecutor, Rob... Judge, I'm going to object on speculation grounds. I mean, I understand why the detectives ask her these questions, what? but it doesn't make it admissible evidence. He's asking her, what did Rob Goodwin know? Yeah, I'm not sure I understand no, the I question. Think... I mean, the, 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 the words speak for themselves. Okay. Did you tell the prosecutor that Rob heard gunshots? Same objection, Judge. Yeah, I mean, where, where would she get that information okay, other than from a boyfriend making it hearsay, sustained? At some point in time, Rob jumps on Michael Barrison, correct? Correct. Were, were you outside? I was. Did you see uh, Rob uh, choking Michael Barrison? I saw he had his arm behind his back and he had him in some kind of like a headlock to restrain him from being able to get the gun again. When you say a headlock, would you describe your observations of 
him putting him in a chokehold. Maybe. I don't know, like, exact terms of these things. Okay, when, when you say you don't know exact terms, on the day of your official statement, on page 8, line 6, did you describe it as a chokehold? Probably. Can you look at it and tell me Same either page. yes or no? So, yes, I wrote in, like, a chokehold. And, and your, uh, your, your boyfriend is an ex-Marine, correct? Correct. Now, at this point, did you start attacking Michael Barrison? At which point? I'm sorry, could you propose what we're talking about? Let me back up a little bit. Yes, thank you. When you're talking to Michael Barrison and you're saying he's firing the shots at you, mm -hmm. you were on the phone with your civil lawyer, correct? Well, I mean, I'm sorry, I, I, I guess I have a question. Do you understand the question or not? No. All right, rephrase your question. At the time you were talking to Michael Barrasso, and when you say the shots were fired, mm -hmm. you were physically on the telephone talking to your civil lawyer, correct? I was physically holding the phone and talking to Michael Barrasso. Okay, but your lawyer was on the line, correct? correct? Yes. And, and whose phone was that? Robert's. So can I assume when you took two shots into the chest, you dropped the phone? No, I didn't drop the phone. Not, not that, sorry, not that I recall. I do not remember dropping the phone. What do you remember with doing, doing with that phone? I honestly forgot I had it in my hand. Totally forgot that Ed David was still on the phone. At some point in time, you start beating Michael Barrison with your phone. Correct. Did you have two phones in your hand? No. What did you do with the phone, Robert Goodwin's phone, mm -hmm. after you were shot? I told Ed David, oh my God, oh my God. I'm not asking you what oh. you told him. What did you specifically do with the phone? At what point in time? Let's specify After that. being shot. I believe I just kept holding it. At some point in time, you picked up your telephone, correct? Correct. Where was that telephone? That was by the door, that was not the door to the laundry room, which is now like semi-open, which was from Rob jumping through the door to avoid being hit in the head with the bullet. So my phone was somewhere right around there. Okay, so yes. let me stop. We'll go yes. small steps here. Yes. So it's your testimony that after being shot two times in the chest, out on the patio by that round table, correct? Belinkus then shows the witness a photo of the area where she was shot and asks her to put a mark on the photograph at the location where she was standing when she was struck by the bullets. You put kind of like a star, yep. basically right next to the metal table and chairs. Correct. Okay, and that's, that's where you say you were standing when you got shot, correct? That is correct. And from that round table and chairs, you walk all the way to the back steps after being shot, climb up the stairs and get your phone. Yes, I wanted to call 911. Is there any reason why you didn't use Rob's phone that you already had in your hand? Well, one thing, I wasn't even thinking that I had it. All right, so what did you do? What, what hand were you holding the phone? I think, I think my, I'm right-handed, so I would think my right hand. Okay, so what did you do with that phone? I think after I told uh, David, what had happened, I think I just like, placed it on wherever the porch area that I was then on. And for some reason, yeah, that's what I would say. And you didn't use that phone to call 911, correct? Correct. You looked for and found your own personal phone, correct? Yes. And then 
when you found your phone, did you come back down the stairs to the area where Michael and your boyfriend were struggling on the ground? When I found my phone, I tried to call 911. I couldn't because my arms and my hands were covered in blood. That phone would not open. Okay. So what was the second half of your question? How, how did you call 911? You're the person, the I, first I, person on the 911 call, correct? Yes. I then remembered, oh, yes. Robert's phone is out here. I'll use Rob's phone and call 911, which I did, too. Okay. And at that point is when you claim you called 911, correct? Correct. And everybody's heard the 911 call. Yep. So you're on the phone. After a period of time, mm -hmm. you hand the phone to your boyfriend, correct? I think he kind of took it at that point. So, and again, correct me if I'm wrong. You call 911. You have a discussion with them, and then Rob has his phone back, correct? At 911. After I had spoken to them, right. which is very brief. Right. Yes. And is it your recollection that after Rob took the phone from you, mm -hmm. you walked up the stairs and got your phone again? I didn't walk anywhere. There is a point that I went and got my phone. When, when was that point? Well, let, let her finish, Mr. Belenkis. Somewhere in between, after I told 911 I'd been shot, Rob was, you know, you could hear him struggling with Michael. At that time, I grabbed my phone. Um, I was covered in blood. I crawled somewhere, whether it was an inch away or half of a foot away, to get my phone, thinking the only way that I could help the situation is by helping to make sure no one else gets shot or killed that day, which is why I had my phone and was hitting Michael on the head with it, or you with it. How long were you beating Michael Barrison with your phone? Maybe a matter of seconds. You're sure of that? Pretty sure, yes. I didn't have, yeah, uh, yes, I'm definitely sure of that. Do you recall previously saying that you used your seven minutes to help Rob by keeping the six foot four MB subdued by breaking my phone in his cheek and in his ear. Do you recall saying that you were beating him for seven minutes? That's not, wait a second, Mr. Belenkis. That's not what it said. Okay. Let's not, don't characterize things. Okay. Ask a question. If you're reading from something, read the specific words. Do not characterize it. Okay. Did you say these exact words? I used my seven minutes to help Rob keep the six foot four MB subdued by breaking my iPhone on his cheek and in his ear. Probably said that, yeah. Seven minutes you claim to be beating Michael Barrison. Isn't that correct? Can we just put that in context? Yes, please. Oh, you, you can do that on redirect. That's what redirect is for, Mr. Shelley. Did you also tell everybody that you were medevaced in a helicopter? Yes, I did. That never happened either, did it? Um, I didn't learn that until literally two weeks ago. Okay, my question is... I think she answered the question, Mr. Belenkis. What, what's your question? That she wasn't medevaced in a helicopter, which is inconsistent with her stating. Her saying, I just learned that, is not a direct answer, I believe. Ask it again. You said you were medevaced by helicopter, I correct? did, yes. You weren't medevaced by helicopter, correct? As it turns out, that is correct. 
and, and when you say you just found out two weeks ago, mm -hmm. that was when you went over your statement with the prosecutor, correct? The video. Correct. Now, do you recall bashing and bashing and bashing that guy's freaking ear in with your phone? I do. You recall that during that time at some point, Michael Barrison was unconscious. No, I do not recall that. Can you please look at page 10, line 13, and ask me if that refreshes your recollection as to whether or not during that time, Michael Barrison was unconscious for a few seconds. Yes, this was my perception, but I, I know I have known. And with regards to your hitting Michael Barrison in the head with your phone, did you stop at one point and then start up again? Yes, very quickly. Now, during this time, what did you observe your dog doing? During which time, specifically? This, where your boyfriend is on top of Michael Barrison and you're hitting him in the head with your phone. Same answer as before, which is I witnessed her nipping and, yeah, just pretty much nipping both of them, like in different areas and, and barking. Okay. It was during the time when your boyfriend was physically struggling with Michael Barrison and yes. you were hitting him in the head with your phone. Yes. Are you sure that that didn't go on before any shots were fired? Then what go on? You got to clarify. The beating, the talk by the dad, the dog, and her slamming her phone into his head. Prosecutor Christopher Shellhorn objects, claiming that the defense has offered no basis for the speculation that the beating happened before the shots were fired. Judge Taylor sustains the objection, and with that, we bring to a close this episode of Jury Duty, the trial of Michael Barrison. Please join us on our next installment as we cover the conclusion of Ms. Canarak's testimony in this trial. And if you'd like to listen to these episodes early and ad-free, head over to our Jury Duty Crime Story Patreon page. 